the Alaskan winter is harsh. The days grow shorter until the sun doesn't come out at all. The temperature drops to negative 50 and nothing grows for months. Most animals hibernate to limit the need for food when it's so scarce, except for one little mammal. To survive the desolate Alaskan winter, one little botanist will turn to an unlikely tool to maintain the balance of life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy, your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about the first mammal of season two. Yeah, first mammal in the second episode of season two. Third episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If it has been said once, it's been said a thousand times. That you're a mammal man? I'm a mammal man. And so you... (laughs) In more ways than one. The the ones that uh, you're going to be major facts on probably going to be mammals. Or axolotls. (laughs) That's true. That was yours, too. There are a lot of mammals yeah, out there that I, you don't really think about. That's true. You, you Like, oh, yeah, mammals, like a moose and a bear and a monkey, right? Yeah. No, there's, like, way more. <laughs> you know, maybe I should nudie branch out a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, all right. So today... How dare you? <laughs> I am going to be... Uh, Major facts. Fact. No, you're going to be major. No, I'm general info. You're general info and I'm major facts. Right. So I outrank you. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, give us the... Um, the taxonomical breakdown. Yeah, that's right. The taxonomical b- 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 breakdown. Yeah, that's the one. All right. So we are talking about the collared pika. Mm-hmm. Collared Pikachu. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if the, those things are related. It, it Pikachu is an electric mouse, so yeah. And this this one has a lot of uh, spunk and. But as we're about to find out in your taxonomical breakdown, this might be closer related to a bunny. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and do this. Yeah. Kingdom Animalia. I'm not saying it. <laughs> it's not as given. <laughs> Phylum Chordata. Mm-hmm. Because this thing's got a spine. Yeah, so do I. Uh, class Mammalia. Mm-hmm. So am I. So, so far, so good. So far, so we're, far we're the same. Uh-huh. Um, this is where we deviate. Order Lagomorpha. That's me. Really? Yeah. You're a bunny. Right for Easter time. <laughs> yeah, this does come out right around Easter. So, yeah. Uh, Lagomorph. Lagomorphs are like rabbits, hares, and then these... The, the pikas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a primer for the cuteness you're about to experience. <laughs> um, the family is Aquatonidae. Uh, the genus is Aquatana. Mm-hmm. And the species is uh, Colaris. Colaris. Okay. One of the times we're talking about a specific species rather than an entire genus or, yeah. or more. Well, sometimes like... We think, oh, we're going to do this one particular animal, and it turns out it is an entire... Like tardigrades is what? Tardigrades is a whole phylum. Yeah. <laughs> and then leafcutter ants for like a whole uh, family, I think, or a genus. Yeah, it might be. Um, and then bowerbirds were like a whole order, or no, a whole um, genus, I think. But anyway, Harry we're talking... Potter and the order of the bowerbirds. <laughs> 
that would have made it would have been a lot more difficult to get out of the Chamber of Secrets if they had to deal with a Bower bird <laughs> instead of a magical phoenix. Ooh, look at these blue things he's got. <laughs> what a... As they're dying slowly from snake venom. All right. Spoiler alert. So, so the pika, mm-hmm. the collared pika in particular. Yes. There are a lot of different kinds of pikas. Um, not n- up to and not including the uh, the Pokemon that it's based off of them, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, just to give you something to work off of, picture the cutest mouse you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and then I just want you to go ahead and double that cuteness, <laughs> double double down on that cuteness. So if you've got, if you got Stuart Little or Fivel in your head, I don't know w- what mechanism you use to double cuteness but just do it <laughs> and uh and you'll be pretty close to the uh to the collared pika uh they are kind of normal mouse sized mm-hmm. so they are about um seven and a half inches long which is a little more than half a foot this is on the bigger end so like half of a bowling pin sure a cute bowling pin Maybe like one two hundred and fifty two thousand five hundredths of the Empire State Building. Did I skip right over uh, measure up? <laughs> it's over measure up. What is uh, it? Is it called measure up? I think so. Okay. <laughs> is that what your segment is called? Yeah. Okay. But I I was just gonna wait for you to say some sizes. Oh, okay. And give you. The... <laughs> or do you have anything else for the length? No. It's twenty centimeters, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's weight. Is uh, seven cuteness ounces. Uh-huh. What do you have for that? It's about 160 grams. I have, I got 200 grams for... Yeah, for... 160 was kind of like in between. I think maybe males and females are different weights. So kind of. an average of 160. We're actually going to talk about that as an odd thing about this animal in a bit. But it's about as heavy <clears throat> as a hockey puck. That's heavier than I would have thought. Yeah, hockey puck or like a billiard ball. Those are... Those feel pretty heavy. Those are half a pound? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If you had asked me, I would have said those are definitely... It's half the size of a bowling pin. That's like a... With its tail. It doesn't have a tail, does it? I'm pretty sure it does. It's got this round... We should definitely know this. It has this (laughs) adorable round body. I didn't imagine... If it's got a tail, it's... We should definitely know whether or not it has a tail. I don't know. I have no idea. You look that up and I'll keep talking about what it looks like. Um, It's mostly gray. Because it lives in rocks, or around rocks, um, and it has lighter gray patches on their cute little shoulders and necks, and that's why they're called the collared pika. They got a little collar? Yeah, they got a collar, believe it or not. And here's a, oh, you're right, they do not have tails. Yep. Or if they do, they're small and, like, unnoticeable. Man, that is cute. <laughs> it's like, put the most adorable aspects of a rabbit's face... Little cute little bunny's face onto a mouse with some mouse ears and like these, its feet. There's something about the size of its feet. <laughs> it's just like got like little paws, little. They look so dexterous, right? See, it's a mouse without those weird little tiny pink people hands. <laughs> <laughs> without the Radigan hands, <laughs> pink people hands. Yeah, I can we spend the rest of the episode just looking at pictures? <laughs> no, we have we, this is a this is an audio. audio medium we need to oh man look at that that looks like an otter face what's cuter than an otter this this yeah i guess all right so here's an interesting fact okay that i alluded to a little bit earlier on males have no outside testicles that's not that's not too crazy for it is for male for mammals Mm, 
What you, about bears? I don't know. I haven't researched bears yet. <laughs> I've seen a lot of pictures of bears, and I'm not looking at, you know. They like got a lot of places like to hide them. like when you're looking at dogs. They got a lot of places to hide them. Yeah, well, pockets th- and things. They, so that makes these, um, the the uh, pika a little bit, re- actually really difficult to distinguish between the sexes. So they're not externally sexually dimorphic. Mm. And so it's kind of tough to tell what role, like, males play in... Um, nurturing offspring because they're not really sure who sticks around <laughs> and to find out whether or not a pika is uh male or female you have to take a peek inside it's cloaca <laughs> oh no and i'm not gonna call that cute <laughs> um that's how you find out whether it's got a plug or an outlet uh so the Pika lives in southeastern Alaska and the western Yukon Cornelius. This particular pika. Yeah, the um, collared pika, which is also known as the Alaskan pika. Other other pikas live in alpine regions of the Rocky Mountains yeah. in North America and other such places. But we're particularly talking about the cutest one, which lives in Alaska. <laughs> Actually, most of them live in um, Canada. 60% of them live in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and they primarily make their homes in what's called talus deposits, which if you've ever seen like the picture of, um, what, where's the rock that they go, Devil's Tower, the one that they go to in, um, uh, Close Encounters. Uh, It's been a while. Okay. Just picture like a steep cliff looking mountain. And then at the bottom, rather than just like it leveling off at a 90 degree angle, there's like a slope of loose rocks. Uh, like yes. Frodo and Sam climbing up Mountain Doom. Right, this that's is called, important. That's a talus deposit. I remember what the potato looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the central part of the movie. Um, but, so they, they make their home within these like kind of broken rock fragments from the cliff. Uh, and that's why they're gray, because they want to look like the rocks. Because they have a lot of predators to deal with. It is Canada, and there are a lot of big and fierce mammals out there that want to eat small, cute, adorable little fiber mice. Right. Um, and some of those predators are also... Almost as cute as they are. <laughs> the Its, it's primary um, predator is, like, its great, also greatest contender for world's cutest animal, <laughs> in my opinion. Which is the adorable little white weasel called the stoat. A stout? Stoat. S-T-O-A-T. Stoat. Oh, wow. Like goat, but with an S-T instead of a G. Go Where look up a stoat, and you're going to be like, <laughs> wow. I thought ferrets were cute. Alaskan stoat. Is that what it's called? Uh, I mean, if you want to get specific, I, I don't know what it's stoat. actually. Okay. <laughs> um, there's one picture of it, like, holding on to a tree and looking back at the camera, and it's like, man. <laughs> I want one in my pocket right now. <laughs> it, it also gets predated upon by... Foxes, weasels, hawks, coyotes. Mm. Also, winters are getting worse up there over the last couple decades, and it's making it so that they're less able to survive the winters. Oh, yeah, the stoat. I found it because it was called an ermine on um, Wikipedia, and then I looked up what an ermine was, and it was like, it's either a moth or the most adorable weasel you've ever seen. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to go with weasel. I choose weasel. I I choose... It's probably not... uh... It's probably not a moth. (laughs) So, other than that, they live about six to seven years in the wild. Uh, the the pika does. So, when they're living in these, in the rocks, they build these big dens. They're actually pretty darn big. Mm-hmm. 30 meters in diameter for a little tiny old yeah. mouse thing. Half a bowling pin. 
makes 30, yeah, that's what, that's 90 feet? Almost 100 feet? Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm an imperial man. <laughs> um, Not as much as I'm a mammal man, but... An, a mammal imperial man. <laughs> but they also live in the rocks to avoid the heat of the summer, so they're actually cold-adapted mammals. They like the cold, even though extreme cold is bad. Right. But they like the general cold of the Yukon Cornelius. Um, <laughs> that's the second time I've made that joke. I've got one more left in the chamber. <laughs> All um, of threes. So, yeah, they try to avoid the heat. Also, they have big, their, their dens are big, so are their caches, which you will talk about. Mm-hmm. And the last. Stash cache. Stash cache. <laughs> <laughs> you said that so fiercely. <laughs> um, I actually wrote S T A C H E in my notes. Stash. <laughs> oh, I wish there were the mustached Pika. <laughs> That wouldn't make them cuter, though. Although a walrus has a has a um, mustache, and that's pretty cute. I don't. I don't know if that's cute. I I've seen a walrus a, a ba- in my day. A baby walrus. Yeah, I guess any baby with a mustache is cute. Mm-hmm. Like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> um. So the last thing I have to say about them on the uh, general info is that I don't know if this is part of your shtick, but they're kleptoparasitic, which uh, means that. They sometimes steal other animals' food. Oh, yeah. Just like they stole my heart. Oh, yeah, they do. Um, yeah, I can touch on that. Are you... No more general info? Did you get anything on its, like, relationship with... There's this large rodent-type creature that also gets predated upon by weasels and uh, foxes and stuff, but it's bigger. Um, and a full-grown one can actually drive off some of these, like, smaller predators. So they like to build dens in... They'll actually, like, build nurseries inside the dens of these other rodents. Oh, okay. Um, the other rodents don't beat them up? Yeah. Uh, no. They just... They're chill with them. Um, and it's also important because adolescent pikas have, a cu- like a, like, a couple weeks... Like they, I forget how long that they, they take to like reach maturity, but one year. Yeah. So they have like, after they come out for, for the summer, they're after their first year, um, they come out for the summer, they're on their own. They have to find a territory and, you know, start collecting food in the short, like three months of summer. And normally adults that already have a territory, they get started right away. These guys have to find a territory Build their den. Build their den. And then start looking for food. And then start looking for food. Before, so Before the grasshoppers arrive. So they say that, like, the average lifespan of a pika is, like, like three years, something like that. But that's because the death rate for adolescent pikas is so high. Because they starve to death in the winter? Right. So, so, like, once an adult reaches adulthood and starts to have success, they can live to, like, nine years sometimes. So those, those adolescent deaths are thrown off the curve? That's how it was for humans, too. Like, back when you hear, like, oh, the people average, live for, like, yeah. 45 years, it's because the infant death rate was so high. But also, there was a lot of other things that could kill you when you're 30 Like something. swords. Swords, arrows, the Black Plague. Uh-huh. Spanish flu. Soap operas. The Spanish Armada. <laughs> yeah, they were just killing everybody back then. <laughs> All right. So let's let's get into some major facts. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Unlike other Alaskan mammals, the collared pika does not hibernate. That sounds bad. It is, because he has this problem, right? 
all the checkers close in the winter, <laughs> but the not sleeping Pika still got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that joke made me drop my notepad. Um, and by checkers, I mean there's no food to eat. So they spend the summer months collecting tasty grasses and sages, like I alluded to before. Like checkers does. Right. Fresh ingredients. Um <laughs> Isn't, it, not. isn't that Papa John's? Yeah, I don't know. No, that's better ingredients, better pizza. Right. Papa John's. They have a second problem. Most grasses and sages don't last from the point they start collecting to the end of winter in March. I don't know if you've ever seen a leaf fall on the ground, but it doesn't take that long for it to turn brown and bad. Um, I've seen a bug's life. <laughs> yeah. So That's my second bug's life reference, too. So before we get into the, how they solve these problems, uh, peak, let's talk about how they, like how they like to live amongst each other. They live in neighborhoods, right? So they like to live near each other, but not too close. So they're kind of like... like Americans? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, rural, like, humans. They have, uh, each one has one, what'd you call it? Not a den. Uh, cash? Well, I called it a den. Okay, a den. So each one has... A bur. They don't burrow. A, a den, yeah. Even if, like, they're mates, they don't... They're not monogamous. They'll just, like, you know, mate with neighbors. And part of the reason is because when they're collecting these stores for the winter, yeah, someone will come and just raid their stash, and then they die. Like Americans. (laughs) In the Old West, I guess. Yeah, sure. Which is where the Alaskan pika lives. Is it pika? Are we saying this wrong? I've heard it both ways. Of course you have. Pika, though, is that thing where you eat, like, chalk and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's like a, that eating disorder where you eat things that are not I think it's pika. Um, Do you think it's pika? I've heard it both ways. The E at the end makes the vowel say its name. So. <laughs> it's no E. So, uh, so it would be pika. Okay, pika. So they have a burrow and they have a storehouse. Part of the way that they start to solve this issue about food not lasting long enough is that they will take the the shrubbery that they collect and the grasses and the sages and they'll ain't f- put it in a, a storehouse quote unquote that's facing toward the sun so that it gets the most sun so they lay this like hay bale that gets dried and cured by the sun okay so it removes the moisture to make it l- decay slower which is like hay yeah, hey, they make hay, and that's crazy. Pretty smart. Pretty so, smart for a... So they start by making hay. Yeah. And they know, they, like, create a, a temple of the sun, which, like, which rises with the equinoxes, or the solstices, and <laughs> cures their hay. Yeah, exactly. And you've got summer days that are full-on day all the time in Alaska. That's true. They have the midnight sun. Right. Um, which must be trippy oh i i've been there like going to sleep at 11 30 and it's still like broad daylight outside broad daylight like it's noon or broad daylight like the sun is might be setting like it's four like three or four long shadows but not nighttime or right. really even like evening yeah well you're pretty much getting long shadows in the arctic all the time yeah because i know the sun like kind of circles around you instead yeah. of going up and over right Still, that's, I don't know what would be 
trippier, like a midnight sun or just no sun for three months at all. Oh, yeah. Both is, both happen. Both are bad. So for you've humans. got these guys making trips back to their storehouses and to collecting literally thousands of times throughout the summer. Sometimes when they're really ramping up, over 100 a day trips back and forth. So it really stinks when you get back and it's been raided. Um, <laughs> so you, you keep a little bit of distance. To further solve this problem, they get into a little bit of... I guess you would call it chemistry or bot, bot botany. Horticulture. Horticulture, maybe. <laughs> Pikas like particular plants called mountain or alpine avens. That was quite a tongue twister. What? Pikas prefer particular plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. A V E N S. Alpine avens. Okay. And this is it's like a plant with a white flower and it grows in Arctic regions during the summer. But the plant is toxic to pikas. So they're they're collecting a bunch of different grasses and sages and then also this toxic alpine avon. So among they, they collect the flower like bud? The I'm not whole. sure. I think they, they, they take the whole stock. I've seen them with like bouquets almost. Oh really? Um, <laughs> that's that's the Yeah. That's the cutest thing ever. And it's like tiny bouquets. It's like little <sighs> Yeah. Look up just spend the afternoon. Sure. Just Google imaging. <laughs> just collared pikas. This little rabbit mouse with a bouquet in its mouth, <laughs> just trying to find his papa <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> anyway, the reason that these uh, alpine avens are so toxic is because they're high in phenols, which is a highly acidic chemical that is like a germicide, and in fact, it can be found in like. Uh, like not antiseptics, but antibacterials, antibacterial products. Okay. So it kills germs and it kills bugs. So they throw it in their hay pile, um, and it preserves the hay pile, even the other plants, the non-phenol plants. Okay. Um, that sounds good. It preserves them from bugs, or also preserves them and germs from like and like in decay. Okay. Things that would you know and decay they know them. This and they know this, and then. So let's say you're in your late late winter. You're almost there, home stretch. But gosh darn it, you're out of sage and you're out of grass. All that's left is this alpine avon, which has high. It's really high in phenols, right? But actually, by the end of the winter, the alpine avon loses its toxicity. Like the the phenols kind of like break down and lose their potency, uh-huh. so now they can eat it. It's they, it's safe to eat. How do they know when it's safe to eat? That's a good question. The, because the ones that is it the because the ones that didn't know died. Is it the solstice? <laughs> um, I th- I don't know. I think maybe they just run out or they try it and it's not. It's really acidic when it's high in like. So you just give it a, a little tiny lick and you're like, Ugh, yeah, yet. no, it's uh. I need an antacid now. Still needs to ferment. I need a Tums. Little, <laughs> needs a Tums. Little small Tums. <laughs> <laughs> These little guys with acid reflux. Um, so that, that, it's pretty crazy to me. So like they, <laughs> they figured out not only does this plant, not only do I cure my food, but I also am going to take a plant that's going to preserve my food. And then also I'm going to be able to eat that once it's done preserving all my food, even though it's toxic to me right now. It's just making the most of everything. Right. Incredible. Just incredible. So it's it's intelligent. It's resourceful. It's adorable. 
That's why I like mammals, dude. <laughs> yeah, the adorable factor pretty much is almost exclusive to mammals and that one photogenic gecko I told you to look up last time. <laughs> What's time before I forgot? Oh, that's right, with a smile, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, squid and octopi are cool. Octopuses are cool, but they're, they're not cute. No, nope, they're not. <laughs> not cute. Sometimes a little, like, a spider will be cute. What? Oh, you've never seen this? Absolutely not. Like, I didn't I show you? Like, they, they play them, like, the, the bongos? No. Nah. <laughs> the cutest spider I've ever seen is probably, what, a Nancy? A what? A Nancy? The, that, Afri- that, like, Central African proverb about the spider and the lion, I think. A Nancy? A Nancy the spider. Oh, wow. Never heard of it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an illustrated like children's book about it and it was a pretty cute spider okay all right so let's end the episode off on that deep cut <laughs> that was that's not that deep cut of a reference it's like uh, it's, it's an african proverb that guy that's pretty it's it's like aesop's fables it's like the What's tortoise that? and the hare <laughs> kidding you i know you gotta be kidding me. i am kidding <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of hares we're back to lagomorphs we're back to the pika <laughs> but yeah that sounds like a good place to end it yeah. Just anyway, in time. Anyway, there's uh, whether you're cute or your predators are cute, it's just the circle of life, death, and taxonomy. All right. Another episode on the books about the collared pika. So, how do you feel about being the subject of our latest episode? Oh, yeah, it was a little bit invasive, but you did sign the waiver. No, no, no. We, we talk about all the animals, cloacas. Well, you're just going to have to go listen to the other episodes. What? You don't know how to subscribe or leave a review. So all you got to do is go on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you choose. Use your tiny, cute little fingers to type in life, death, and taxonomy. You don't even need to put commas. And click the subscribe button once you get to the podcast. Then go over to reviews, type write a review, and uh, give us five stars if you if you like the cloaca jokes. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, I know it's a lot of steps, but it'll really help us out. All right, you go collect some toxic flowers. Time's running out, and winter is coming. Oh, this is a family show. I'd thank you to leave. Call me a liar.